one of us, one of us, one of us. Great showing, you guys suck and you cheated. Oh, we're recording? I didn't know we were recording. It is the biggest transfer or free agent signing in the history of the United States in any sport. What is up, everybody? Welcome to this week's edition of Ride the Pine. My name is Kenny Hutton. I am here with Cameron May, Adam Freeman. What's going on, boys? Yeah, what's going on? Happy to represent Bushwood out here, even though Matt doesn't sign us up anymore. Shame on you. Nobody knows what you're talking about. Adam, <laughs> Nobody has how any you doing clue. Today? <laughs> I'm great. The uh, St. Louis City flavor we have going on in the background and on our heads is absolutely fantastic. Yes. All right, boys, we're going to have a relatively quick episode tonight. Um, we did forget one subject, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Seven days away from the MLB trade deadline. Guys, Shohei Otane getting moved? I think he has to. I mean, they have said the entire time that they will not trade him if, he, if they're in contention. They're three and a half games out. I don't care. You have to trade him. You have to get the haul. You have to, and even if it's not the uh, the massive haul that they would have got this past off season, they're still going to get big time prospects, and they're probably going to get MLB talent back. How many Worst draft scenario, picks will they get? Ooh, Colin Cowherd said they need to trade five. Uh, that might be a little bit too much. Uh, I was thinking four and maybe a high prospect, uh, maybe a guy that's in AAA or AA, or maybe playing in the AHL. I think that would work too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think you have to trade him. I think you have to get that return. And then worst case scenario, you just say, hey, we didn't want to lose him without anything coming back in return. And we're going to go after him in free agency. And we're going to try to, we're going to pay him to come back because he doesn't want to leave LA. So he's either going to be an angel or a Dodger. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what they do. I, I think they should trade him though. Well, I mean, if the Twitter person or X person, whatever we're calling it now because of Elon, um, you know, is to be believed what I saw today. Uh, how can the Dodgers fit him in when they're going to get Nolan Arenado? <laughs> you know, it's it's always a fun thing at this time of year. Everyone always thinks that you should get some team's best player for a bag of balls you found in the back and some dirty old playboys. Uh, Let's not forget about everybody's favorite team, the mystery team. Mm, yes, the mystery yes, team. Yes, they always seem to be active this time of year. Um, <laughs> that and... Uh, uh, prospect to be named, uh, to be named is always all over the place. Fun fact: I actually know a guy and worked with a guy that was one of the prospects to be named later. <laughs> he said it was the weirdest thing ever. At the end of the season, he I forget what level he was in. I think it was like A ball or something like that. But they came to him at the end of the year and they said, "Hey, great season! I'm glad you were with us. Guess what? You're the player to be named later, and you have been traded." So do, did, did he say they know they're on that list or? I have no, I don't remember that part. I just remember the story that he told me that he's like, man, I was the player to be named. I forget who the player or who the trade was for or anything like that. But he's like, yeah, I was the player to be named later. And that's how it went down. Like, that's the craziest thing in the world. Well, I'm assuming it didn't work out for him. Uh, no, it didn't. he got traded to. <laughs> it did not. <laughs> I think well, he was there for I don't think he gets moved. I think I think they're too close. The Yankees aren't playing well. Uh, they have to leapfrog them. Uh, the Red Sox, Fenway Park is flooding with people uh, doing body slams through poo water, it appears. 
So I hope that I that guy that, didn't have any open wounds. <laughs> I think that surmises what's going to happen the rest of the year for them. So I think that they're still in it. Uh, I think when it's Trout coming back, I know he's been out, but isn't he coming back somewhat they're soon? They're saying he's like three weeks away. Yeah, I mean, if they can – if it gets down to the last day of the deadline, if they're within a game or two, knowing they have Trout coming back in a couple weeks, I don't think they move him. Uh I do think that they end up making it into the playoffs. Uh, I think they get knocked the first round, though. But what? what's the point of it? You're not getting any better. Like, that team is not going to get better than they are, and all of the other teams around them are going to. Like, it's going to be so much more difficult for them to make the playoffs. They're so much better off trading him and getting the haul back versus keeping him on the roster. And, hell, at that point, if I'm trading Otani – Guess what? I'm trading Mike Trout too. Mike Trout's not going anywhere. I, that there's no way he's going anywhere. He has too long of team control and too much money. I think. Uh, the Otani, team has think to start they, over. I don't know if they do. I think they're actually for once they're actually mm. close. <laughs> I don't know. I'm drinking too much of the red Kool Aid, but <laughs> yeah, you are. Wow. Kenny, what do you think? I don't think the Angels are going to trade Otani, honestly, and I don't, and I know for sure they're not trading Mike Trout. Like, they're three and a half games back. They're 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 not in as bad a position as we all thought they would be, right? Like, I think we all had them placed dead last in the West. Um, uh, that's not true. Uh, per the tweet, I had the Angles dead last. In the- yeah. <laughs> That is, that you know what that is correct. I, I will give you. You can that go credit. check that tweet at Pod Ride the Pine on Twitter. The angles are the mystery team. Oh no, I had them in second. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, you still have in the. They're going to have to compete for the wild card. That's their only hope. Um, I don't think they're going to catch the Rangers. I don't think the Astros are going to get better at the trade deadline. So their only hope is to be able to but, make the wild card. Okay. So, honestly, and that's kind of spinning into the next subject to broach in the trade deadline, are the Astros going to get better? Because guess what? There hasn't been a whole lot of movement, right? Like, I think they're a team that spends. I don't think you see the Rangers really going out and spending a whole bunch of money, partially because they wasted it on DeGrom. Um, so they're not going to go out and get – they're not going to lose prospects, let's put it that way, to go out and try to get a big name. Um there's a lot of people that think that the Astros are in on getting Verlander back um, because the Mets are going to freaking just unload everybody on their roster, which I think would be a weird move because he's not very not doing much better for them. Also, the name that would be very interesting, and he's having a bad year, and I know that the Cardinals are not going to trade him, it's Wilson Contreras. Stop! The, the Astros were the one team... I know. Apparently, according to Bob Nightingale, the Astros were the one team that actually called the Cubs about trading for him last year. He has a full no-trade clause. He's not going anywhere. Year no, one I don't think he will. A million-dollar contract. No, I don't think he will either, but that would be an interesting spot. He's going to a ballpark that he can hit in. I mean... Do you know who will finally be part of making a trade? Uh, Paul DeYoung. Yeah. No, I think I'm uh, just to go right into our next instead topic of, perfectly. Instead of it being us saying he's like making a trade, he may actually be a trade this year. Because we're gonna, he's outperforming all of the big name shortstops that got signed this offseason. This somehow. is true. The Cardinals are going to end up re signing everybody on their trade list to an extension. 
four years at least for every player. Kill me. And we're just gonna we're gonna extend everybody out just to be safe. We like who we have. And go from there. I, yeah. I mean, Cameron, you bring up a good point though. Like, you almost think DeYoung's got to be traded because Mason wins down in AAA hit yeah. like five hundred uh, with a rocket launcher for an arm. Yeah, he made a play tonight, ranging to his left, snagged it, and almost ripped the first baseman's hand off when he threw it back over. Like, all, it was all, insane. All I think about whenever I see clips of Wynn throwing the ball is that Peyton Manning commercial <laughs> yeah. from the sprint where he's like, if you like your quarterback 6'5 yeah. with a laser rocket arm. Laser rocket arm. <laughs> the only thing I think of when I hear Peyton Manning at this point is the SNL skit of him rocketing six-year-olds. <laughs> that is one of my favorites. <laughs> That's a good one. So... Honestly, I think the Cardinals are going to be an interesting one. I think they have to get rid of Flaherty and Montgomery. There's no doubt about that. Uh, an interesting thing that I heard today on the radio was that it sounds like a lot of people have them pegged as a package so that wherever they go, they are both going to go. Yep. Uh, I don't agree with that whatsoever, but whatever. We'll see how that works out. I think, yeah, I think you have to move to Young. I think the bullshit that Katie Wu put out from The Athletic about uh, the Jordan Walker not being untouchable is absolute ridiculousness. Uh, O'Neal staying would be stupid. I I, I, want to stop your your role. I think she gets fed bullshit information. I do too. I think she's like, uh, oh God, who was it for the Blues? Uh, Was it Strickland? When they started saying that he was releasing stuff from the from the locker room, that they basically started feeding him fake information. Oh, so they used to call Strickland the rat. Yeah. Uh, and TJ Oshi, oops, name drop, uh, oh <laughs> told him that Andy Strickland told a young rookie that I may or may have not known in the NHL that Andy Strickland will call your grandma to get a story at 5 a.m. So mind your p's and q's around him yeah so yeah he's a he's a he's a rat hand up i threw it in the group chat about nolan gorman gorman going somewhere uh that was from her uh i feel like that has been thoroughly debunked uh that's on me (laughs) i mean obviously we're all cardinal fans here i think though if if you're the cardinals and you're realistically looking at um who you trade and who you don't your 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 two corner players are untouchable, right? Unless somebody is going to give you the world for Goldschmidt, you're not trading him. You're not trading Arenado. Arenado is going to be your next statue outside of Bush Stadium. You cannot trade Jordan Walker, and I don't think you can trade Nolan uh, um, Nolan Gordman. Newt Bar's kind of on the yeah. cusp for me. I think Newt Bar would be interesting because you could get another really good piece for him. But I don't think you can trade a left-handed bat like Gorman. I really don't. I, I don't think you trade no. uh, Newt or Gorman. I would say both of them kind of as a building towards the future. Um, I do think you got to get rid of O'Neal. Uh, I would keep Carlson over him. That's just me personally. Um, I know I gave Sean a lot of shit about Tyler O'Neill actually being good, but at this point, I, I think it's just best for everyone if he goes. Best for him and best for us to get something back. Uh, of I mean, course, I, he's been hurt, so his trade value is not a, at this point, but... 
I think the best outfield that they have would be Walker in left, Edmund in center, and Carlson in right. But so what about I, Contreras? I Where are you going to play him in the outfield, right? No. <laughs> yeah. God. No, no, he's a catcher still. <laughs> I know. Throw him at first. Well, no, 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 because <laughs> what, I mean, realistically what's going to happen is you're going to let Goldschmidt's contract run out, and then you're going to move Walker back to his primary position at first, right? Like, yeah, again, for sure. he, he looks so awkward in the outfield. But you, you know who he reminds me of in the outfield? Bambi, thank you. Chris Duncan. Ooh, that's good. He, he that's, is that's Chris Duncan in the only outfield. for St. Louis fans. Yeah, I mean, uh, that is exactly who we have no fans left me. from Ohio, though. So. <laughs> yeah, we don't have anybody from Ohio. Not that I, I would totally want any dirty Ohioans to be listening to our show. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree, Kenny. I think when I, – I think they extend Goldschmidt. If they keep him, I think they extend him two more years. And – Having the DH allows Walker to not have to play the outfield. Uh, Brendan Donovan apparently is a five-star player that cannot throw the baseball, which is interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean they just they have they have to figure out who they want. Like they have to stop this bullshit of bringing up Herrera, who is our next big-time catcher. You cannot trade him. You trade Kisner before you trade Herrera, and. You can't keep sending him down and bringing him up. You can't do the same thing you did with Zach Thompson, where you bring him up as a starter, and then you put him in the bullpen, and then you want him to start, and then you send him down to get uh, stretched out, and then you bring him back up as a fucking bullpen guy again, and then just have him start one game and send him back down. Same thing with Libertor. They can't do that with Tink Hens. you got to get win playing time. I don't care how bad he hits for the last month of the season. He needs to be playing every day at shortstop for the Cardinals in September. Um I, they have right. to start thinning out the herd. All right. Morbid. We're going to start taking some Cardinals out back to Bush Stadium and shooting them. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's move on to the last major of the year. The Open, the British Open, whatever you want to call it, uh, was played. It is this the Open Championship. Whatever. Snob. Um, was played this weekend, and it was rather boring because Brian Harmon – was just out in front the whole time. He wins at what, 12 under? 13. 13. Um, and uh, just as I predicted last week, Tommy Fleetwood, round of his life on Thursday. Great round. <laughs> Stayed in there on Friday. Saturday. Bum, 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 bum. It's better than picking Brooks to win and not even seeing him anywhere near the top 10. Uh, was my absolute nail of a call on Tommy Fleetwood. Yeah, the crazy thing about the tournament, if you take Brian Harmon out of it, that leaderboard is pristine. Tom Kim, 7-under. Jason Day, Sepp Straka, John Rahm, all at 7-under. Grillo, McElroy at 6-under. Sharma, Cam Young, Max Homa, Tommy Fleetwood. Like, that would be an all-time leaderboard. Except for Harmon just boat raced the field. It was something crazy. What was it? It was 59 out of 58 from putts inside of 10 feet. Or 58 out of 59 from putts inside of 10 feet on the week, which is just lights out. He lost consciousness. What just happened to me? Where am I at? That is insane. 
Yeah, there's a guy that I follow on Twitter that releases a whole bunch of numbers daily about like how you how you think you should hit versus how you really hit. And he said that a 58 of 59 from inside 10 feet, no matter who you are, is like a once in a lifetime thing. He's like doing that over four days is almost comparable to having a hole in one. It's just that's how lights out he went with that. He was also only in two bunkers all week, which seems impossible. Uh, Not to derail and not give him the time of day, because, I mean, it is cool that he won and all. Uh, What do you guys think is going on with Justin Thomas? Is he making the Ryder Cup team? I think he gets left off. I really do. But do you think he should be left off? Should be and want be and want to be are two totally different things. I think him and Jordan Spieth need to be teamed up together, no matter what. I they Jordan's can be teamed up playing well. Golden Tee at Chili's. And I watch it. <laughs> they neither of them belong on the Ryder Cup team. <laughs> what what the Jordan Spieth take is outrageous because he's ranked like yeah. seven on, in the scoring. So I'm well, sure he he's all but guaranteed. That's okay. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, but then again, Justin Thomas is only ranked thir- the 13th U.S. player based on the Ryder yeah. Cup criteria, so he's not far outside of it. Uh, I 100% bring him. I mean, the real question is, do you bring Brian, Brian Harmon? Yeah. I think I would. I, I really Link- think I would. It's in Europe this year, so kind of more linksy style. He already got a taste of everyone hating him and wanting him to lose. So... I would bring him. Mm-hmm. Why not? I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't play him five times, but I'd play him three or four. The comment that he made after he won of the guy on Saturday that said, Harmon, you don't have the stones to win. And he literally goes, all right, cool. And then he just went out and did that. Like, <laughs> I mean, it. the weird thing is, is to me is that that championship, if it was Tiger Woods, is completely different. The publicity around it, all of that stuff around it. Really, if it's anybody else that's a big name that goes out and runs away with it, if Rory would have been that far ahead and just cruised through it, it'd be this masterful thing. It'd be fantastic. But it was Brian Harmon, and, and nobody really cares. And he's he's a good golfer. He's steady golf. That's all he has to do to be able to win. And he's I think he's that's his third win total on tour, or I guess in his career. Um, I mean, it was interesting. I was hoping to get like Tom Kim up there. Uh, I thought John Rahm would do it, but he fucking fell apart on the back nine. That was terrible. Um, even, like, Sepp Straka, like, he made a run. It just, when you're six strokes down, you have no chance. Yeah. I all mean, I, for me, go ahead. No, no, all I know is that it was way too early. I wasn't able to get up. And No, it's fantastic, though. Think of it this way. You can wake up, you can eat your breakfast. If you drink coffee, you drink your coffee. You can watch golf on a Sunday, and guess what? You still have all day once it's finally over. Uh, we need to backtrack here. You said if you are you coming out as a non-coffee drinker? I don't drink coffee. On I hate this, it. yeah, I'll Why? come out. I don't drink coffee. How? How do you just raw dog life like that? <laughs> <laughs> well, Cameron, uh, funny you should ask that. Tell he's got uh, three kids. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> you know how that works. Uh, yeah, I don't drink coffee. I, that, I, one, that is that is psychotic. <laughs> once a week, I will, uh, usually on Wednesdays when we do a podcast on Tuesdays. He'll have a speedball. I will take a speedball. 
Uh, no, I'll do a half dose of pre-workout and I'll drink it for about three hours. So that'll, that'll get me through most of my Wednesday, but yeah, I don't drink coffee. I hate the taste of it. I never have liked it. Anyways, uh, most incredible story that I'm going to go with from the open, Matthew Jordan, the Royal Liverpool member finishes top 10. He was the very first person to tee off on Thursday after or Thursday morning, I guess he makes the top 10 at his home course. He was in his own locker and he qualifies for the Open next year. I think that's a pretty awesome. That's better than the Michael Block story, in my opinion. I'm over the Michael. He's playing golf with DJ Khaled now in charity yeah. tournaments. I come on. Get, I'm so done with it. Yeah, it's enough. It, it had a good run. Uh, yeah, I mean, storyline would for me would probably be uh, Ricky Fowler getting chirped for backing out of the lead deal by everyone. <laughs> that was pretty I, funny. <laughs> I, I thought that was probably the highlight of the tournament. And and back to like the lapping the field thing. Even if it was Roy or someone, for me, that's that's not. Unless it's Tiger running away with something, it's just it's not fun viewing for me to watch someone with with no chance of blowing it essentially. Well, and then nobody had a chance to come back either. Like, yeah, all that he had to do, and I know it sounds stupid, is all that he had to do was shoot basically even par, and he he comes away with a win. Uh, but all yeah. he had to do was do that. But the conditions started to worsen as the afternoon went on, so you had hope that it would get better. But then you realize, oh wait, he's the very last person on the field. You know, he's going to be going through the same thing and probably be just fine. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, he could have shot four over in the final round and still won by one. So I, I still like the Open Championship. I think it's a great championship to watch. Just the different style of the course. Uh, the weather conditions always seem to be crap and be entertaining. The bunkers. My God, I think it was Rory on, on Saturday. He hit from one bunker into the other bunker. Uh, Justin Thomas did it on 18 on Friday. Uh, like, it's just, it's incredible to watch those bunkers. I saw a lot of backwards bunker shots, too. Like, oh my God. Uh, yeah. we can't take this. All right. Yeah. Final thoughts on the Open. Anybody? Well, Cameron mentioned DJ Khaled. And guess who was at the game? Another one. The League's Cup game tonight for Miami because Inter-Miami is no longer the, let's call it the bottom dweller of MLS. They're now the top headline in everything that happens to be with sports. Cameron, why are they the top headline in sports right now? Uh, I believe it's because uh, DJ Khaled's kid, Assad. Oh, yeah. uh, We the best. Another one. Was one of the little mascots who went out. Oh, I I think that might be wrong. It's because he walked out with Leo Messi (laughs) as he started his first game in MLS. Came off the bench last uh, last Friday, but he actually yeah. started today. Uh, well, Kenny, what do you think of Leo's performance so far? Uh, let's see here. He has scored three goals in a little over 70 minutes of play. Um, pretty, pretty dang impressive. And I got to say, Adam, I don't know if you were being sarcastic or were those numbers true that they've already added 3 million subscribers it's no the number is larger than that i forget what the total number of subscribers that they've added is uh, but it's an insane amount of subscribers there i forget what the metric was posted yesterday or this morning i think of how many subscribers they're adding per hour it's something like it was like five hundred thousand subscribers per hour that they're adding listen it's it is so surreal to see leo messi playing in uh major league soccer they, they kept on saying it out loud 
today, and I was like, the league name is so ridiculous. That, that's our boy Taylor Twelman being Taylor Twelman, though. He's all... <laughs> that's, uh, yeah. Um, you know, that set piece from the game the other night was just beautiful. That's why you pay him $50 million or however, and you give him 2% of the team or whatever. Um, amazing. Amazing play tonight. But how nobody from Atlanta United marked him on that second goal. Go <laughs> oh, back my and, God. That was go back so and watch, bad. <laughs> go find that clip. He passes the ball, and then literally he is in 10 yards of space. There's yeah. nobody around him. He is the greatest soccer player on the planet. And nobody was around him. Yeah, Twelman said that Atlanta might want to remember that it's Leo Messi and they don't want to give him that much open space. Yeah. Like, how do you do that? Yeah, that honestly, that goal the other night against Cruz Azul to win it in the 94th minute, upper 90, is something that the NFL uh, story writers just have wet dreams about. Dude, no, that was Vince McMahon's wet dream. It was written so well. <laughs> that's, that's a good one, too, yeah. That, that yeah. was just uh, writing on a piece of paper with the pen on fire dot gif. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it, it's surreal. Um, I, I don't know what to take of League's Cup, right? Like, I, I don't know any of the Liga MXE, MX teams. Or what is it? Mexi, 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 MX? What, what What do we call it, guys? What, we what would do you say think? MX because okay. we're, I say we MX. speak English. <laughs> well, I know Sean's called it something douchey before, so. Well, that's the put me in coach guy that doesn't X, have his. X yeah. is a key, so you get a lot of weird. Uh, okay. Well, you know, his uh, his co-host uh, doesn't think Leo Messi is the greatest player on the planet. So, you know, they're weird over there at Put Me in Coach. Yeah. But he's delirious. He had a kid. He can't sleep. He's <laughs> up all hours of the day because he has like 19 of them. That's, we can't hold that against them. <laughs> all right. So yeah. in other big soccer news, though, Mbappe rejects the offer from – Insert Saudi Arabia team here because I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. It was, um, uh, oh God, it was Al. Please Al try Hilal. Oh. Al Hilal? I think that's who it was. It would have been sure. the largest transfer oh, yeah. in FIFA history. He rejects it. Um, what, what were you guys' thoughts? Because I know. For him. I, I know the uh, the conversation in the the group chat swung dramatically as soon as he he rejected it. I have I have no problem. Well, I do have a problem with guys going over there to just take the payday, and I get what they're trying to do. Whether you want to call it sports washing or not, it it doesn't seem right. But I, I think good for him for saying I don't want to go there. I want to play in Europe. Like that's it's. That is one of the greatest areas to play in. It is the greatest area to play in. Let's put it that way. And to have a champ chance to play in Champions League, to do all of that stuff, he doesn't get that in Saudi Arabia. So for him to come out and say it's not about the money, it's playing against the, the best of the best, that's fantastic. That's what you want to hear. You, know, you have all these guys that are just going over to get the massive paydays, whether they want to admit it or not. It, it's nice to hear that. 
Yeah, 100% agree. It's a good for him for sticking to whatever values he has, whatever he decides is important to him and sticking to it, not being bought. Uh, I, I could have done with a lot more of the PGA Tour guys or uh, Cristiano Ronaldo potentially uh, doing that and wanting to continue to play at the highest level and to have taken the easy money. I also, I get it. Uh, I would also love to work an easier job for a billion dollars for one year. Uh, Man, the, the breakdown of sweet. the number, <laughs> the breakdown of how much he was going to get paid, like per hour, per minute, it was like twenty four grand per minute. Like that's just insane. <laughs> it's thirteen million dollars a week. Oh, like absolutely astronomical. So. Another another thing I've seen on the the Twitterverse is Mbappe the best player on the planet. I know I just no. said Messi is, but right now, yeah, yeah, right now, yes. I mean he's he's better than Messi in Messi's current form. He's not better than Messi when Messi was in his prime, in my opinion. Um, right now, I mean, just watching him play, I mean, he's I don't even know exactly how old he is. He's like half of Messi. He's like. 15 years younger than Messi. And what is he, 22 or 23? He's like 22, 23, somewhere in their early 20s. But he just tied Messi for, you know, the golden boot in the World Cup. And we're all saying that he's the best player. And he is the best player of his generation for sure, no doubt about that. But Mbappe right now is a better player. (laughs) Which is why MLS will not offer him. (laughs) <laughs> there's no way they can afford him. There's not enough percentage left in Apple for him to be able to take it. I don't know. So, I mean, good. I, I think, I think that Messi is still the greatest player. I mean, it's a little bit different now watching him play against MLS than play over in Europe for sure. Um, Cause you have Atlanta United that just doesn't play defense, uh, which allows you to get four or five goals a game pretty quickly. But I think he's. Pro- I think Mbappe is probably up there. I mean, he's got a total of 239 goals right now. Looking at it, uh, Holland has 187. That's the next closest. Um, and he, overall talent, I think, is way better than pretty much anybody else in the world. Only because Messi's on the back back nine of his career. So one thing I've always used to kind of judge is: Does said superstar make the players around him better? as well two weeks ago watching inner miami in person they floated around they were not engaged and and maybe it was one of those things like they had too much going on there was too much media coverage they didn't know how to react to it but that kid who scored that third goal tonight what's his name um is it robert uh, taylor robert taylor i thought he floated around i i thought he was floating around and just taking up space you know, a couple Saturdays ago. He actually played really well from what I watched. Yeah, tonight. that run-up goal was insane. He ran the it was entire beautiful. length of the field, and Messi slowed down, found him, and he put it in the back of the net. I believe well, I actually told the our buddy. Last Friday. Yeah. I, I told our buddy I was with, I was like, this kid sucks. And, and just the Messi effect has changed that. Well, and I think it makes it, it it's it makes it so much more difficult on a team to defend, I mean, and especially because now they have uh, oh, what the hell is the other guy that came with Messi uh, Busquets, 
they, he came in too, and that dude can freaking put a set piece out there like nobody else. They're rumored to get Suarez, and it, it's going to become who do you defend on that team? And the MLS does not have guys that can defend that way. So all they can center around the three guys that they want to focus. Let, at this point, let's say Busquets, Messi, and uh, our, right now it's Martinez. They try to stop those. They have everybody else open on the everywhere else on the field. That's going to make so much easier for everybody to play. It's going to make it so like so more so much more wide open. You throw Suarez out there, it's going to be even worse. So he does make everybody. It's going to be a really like biting offense. Yeah, yeah, they have a lot of teeth. Uh, <laughs> all they need is Firmino to come over. It'd be even better. Um, but yeah, it, that's a great point, though. I mean, he does he does make that team way better than what they were. Mbappe would too, though. That is true. Um, any other soccer points, you guys? Because uh, I mean, nope. I ha- I have one. Okay, uh, oh, Cameron, go ahead. Yeah, I, I just have one. Uh, what do you think? Miami is winning this year. They're still in the U.S. Open Cup. They're making this run in the League's Cup. Uh, and the MLS season still has 12 games left for them to make it to the playoffs. Do they win any trophies this year? Do they win no trophies? Do they make the MLS playoffs? All right. Well, I am going to say that I'm going to say that they win the U.S. Open Cup. Um and they do sneak into the playoffs. I don't think they win that. I do think they make a deep run in the League's Cup, but they don't win. I think they're more likely to win this League's Cup um, than anything else. I, I don't know who's left in the U.S. Open. As soon as we got knocked out, I stopped paying attention. Shame they on me. Cincinnati in August. That is going to be an awesome That's matchup. Can't wait to watch matchup. that. Um I still don't think they're going to make the playoffs. They've got a lot of ground to cover. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, they have a lot of ground, but it's 12 points. But one thing I will say, though, is Messi is a great player. But they've never traveled like this. He goes to the West Coast. That's going to be, yeah, that's going to be, that's gonna be something nuts. that he's never had to deal with. Right? Mm-hmm. Like... Okay, I'm in, I'm training in the East. We're gonna fly out to Los Angeles. We're gonna go play one of the Los Angeles teams. Four hour time difference, right? Like, I don't know. I don't know much about Spain as far as like their time zones go, but twenty teams within basically two cities, right? Maybe maybe three or four cities in there. I mean, you're talking about what Germany's the size of Missouri, right? For example, yeah. so, so Spain is maybe. Maybe the size of that shithole Ohio, but like <laughs> that, that's God. that's not a lot like, of like super travel, right? Yeah. Going from Florida to Seattle or wherever they end up going, that's hell. That, that that's hellish travel. We'll we'll see. So I'm gonna say they win. I think they win leagues cup. I think, man, the Open Cup is interesting because I think they win Open Cup. I think that they are going to prioritize those two over anything because they're the two quickest things that they can accomplish. I think they make a run at the playoffs. I really do. I mean, they have they have Toronto 
NYCFC, Charlotte, Red Bulls, Montreal, DC United. DC United's at 30 points at ninth place, and Inter Miami's 18. I don't. They play all of those teams. Literally, I'm looking at their schedule right now. They play uh, Red Bulls in August. They play or, or Orlando's ahead of them. There's Toronto. There's an NYC. I mean, they, I think they have a really good shot. It's 12 points. We're not talking about a lot. When you I play mean, those teams head-to-head, that's going to be easy. I mean, I guess I do wonder what the deal is, right? Like, what what is the, the handshake agreement? Like, hey, man – we're going to play you half the games or you're going to play 20 minutes and we're in this position. We're really playing for next year, right? We'll, we'll prioritize these tournaments we can win, but we don't think we're realistically winning the cup. Like, yeah, I mean, I think that's, I think that's true too. I think you put a full lineup in, they didn't, they sat Parker, they sat Berkey coming off the all-star game. Um, so I think you see St. Louis with a full lineup coming against uh club America on Thursday. Right. Um, but I mean, yeah. in the end, I think, I think Miami's got a shot, and I think truly they wouldn't they wouldn't do this, and they wouldn't promote it, and they wouldn't try to again go out and get Suarez if if they didn't have a chance. It's going to be a hell of a run. I, I really think it's a hell of a run. I think in reality, uh, if somebody told me that they win their next sixty MLS games, I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, and then two, then the uh, St. Louis City was the last team to actually beat Miami, so I'll take that. Uh, let's jump into our last topic. Let's stick on football, but let's go to American football, Cameron. And right. the only reason we're going to do American football is because SEC Media Day is the greatest thing when it comes to college football offseason. And turns out the SEC media voters are idiots, right? They come out I with mean, their votes. Go what, did, uh, what do you need to make it into this? Can we put intern Sean on this and get there I think it, immediately? Can we send I think Charlie? It, I know he's off in the woodworks, but right. can we send him on a recon mission? I think so. I mean, apparently you just need a GED and you can get through it. Um, even that might be questionable. My 10-year-old might be able to qualify. So here's how they listed out the divisions. In the East Division, okay, Georgia, overwhelming favorite. Favorite, 265 first-place votes. Tennessee, okay, kind of see it, 14 Okay. South Carolina, they had them at third uh, with three first place votes. Not happening. Uh, Kentucky, fourth place. Okay, Kentucky at fourth place. Kind of get that. One first place vote. All right, maybe it was Bob Stoops' brother. Ambitious. Maybe. Uh, Maybe. We'll see. Uh, Florida at fifth place. Yeah. All right, I kind of get that. Missouri at six because that's the joke. Mizzou is at six every time. Uh, Let's put them there. And guess what? We've only finished six once. It happens. Uh, and then Vanderbilt is voted to finish last in the East, but they had eight first place votes. That is more, if you weren't listening, than Kentucky and South Carolina, which is an absolute joke uh, for somebody to say that they're going to do it. Uh, I forget the coach's name. It's like Clark Lee just got a, a contract extension. I guess part of his extension was to get the eight votes. In the West Division, <laughs> Alabama at 165. Uh, LSU at 117, which is probably pretty accurate. I think those two teams are the front runners to be able to win, uh, win the West. Ole Miss or A&M was third with one vote. Ole Miss, Arkansas with three votes. Uh, Sam Pittman's, yeah, Sam Pittman's family voted on that one. Uh, Auburn at four, Mississippi State at one. I honestly, Mississippi State at one. 
Um, I think that's somebody voting for Mike Leach. I would have voted because of Mike Leach at this point, um, just to give him the first place vote. But I mean, how much of a joke? Yeah, exactly. How much of a joke is it that Vandy gets eight first place votes? I get it. Vanderbilt finally won some conference games last year, but like, let's let's take it down about eight notches. <laughs> let's, you don't deserve any first place votes. Mizzou is far better than you, and Mizzou is not that good. I mean, I, no. I know we have to be optimistic. Yeah. We're going into the season. Uh, what seven, eight wins is reasonable for us. We're gonna beat Vanderbilt. Do you think someone's gonna win the <laughs> the East with five wins? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's that was my thought. When I saw that come across, I'm like, okay, cool. What the chance does Vanderbilt have? Uh they're gonna lose to probably every team in the East, except for maybe Missouri. They could I could see that being close. We always have the weird game against Vandy, but I, we, we should do. beat Vandy. Uh and maybe they stand a chance against South Carolina, but they're gonna lose to Florida, they're gonna lose to Kentucky, they're gonna lose to Tennessee, they're gonna lose to Georgia. You can't get first place when you've lost four games in your own division. It's not possible. You know what, let's just let's just go through this here. Get, first game against Hawaii. Are they winning that game or are they not? Ooh, is it in Hawaii or is it in Nashville? It's in Vanderbilt. It's at Vanderbilt. I'll give it I'll give it Nashville. to Vandy. They beat Hawaii. I, that's a tough travel for Hawaii. Next is right. Alabama A and M. I think they can win that. So it looks I think like they, they win may, it. We're at two. They may start hot at two and zero. Yeah. Next they play Wake Forest. Ooh, Wake has a that's good team. Of, I'm gonna say they lose. I'm gonna say they lose. I, I don't think they win that. It's also their first road game. I don't think they get that. No. Uh, and then they are at UNLV. Ooh. I'm gonna say they lose at UNLV. And, and then finally, the SEC schedule starts. They have Kentucky at home. That's a loss. They have Missouri at home. That's That's I'm calling that's a loss. That's a loss. Uh, They go to Florida. That is that will be a loss as well. Uh, They get to host Georgia. So at least they have that going for them. They will lose that game by (laughs) forty. They will lose for sure by (laughs) forty. Then they go on the road to Ole Miss. (laughs) They may win that one. No, no, wait. On the road to Ole Miss. Ole no, Miss is going to be. Game. I think Ole Miss is going to be sneaky good this year. Ole Miss, they lose. It's in Ole Miss, they lose that game. Yeah. Uh, then Auburn comes to town. Uh, uh, they might. That's a close one. I'll give them. Okay, I'll give them benefit of the doubt. They beat Auburn. And then they finish out the schedule at South Carolina, which nope. that could be. It's toss up, but be no. A toss up, but I don't think they get it. And then they finish at Tennessee. So for those of you who are as good at math as we are, we got about four. <laughs> yeah, you and that's can't if the win the East. Go their way. <laughs> yeah, you can't win the East. You, that's not going to happen. It's a joke. One hundred percent, ride the pine is going to be in some shape at SEC Media Day next year. We're going to find a way to do it. Uh, we're also we're going to find a way. Outside. Yeah, we're going to find a way to get into a uh, St. Louis City Media credential as well. Um, I keep forgetting to try that just to see how it goes. I mean, we have nothing to lose. I'm going to pick an obscure game, and I'll, I'll apply for it so we can get that as well. Uh, all right, well, that wraps it up. Cam, you want to hit the socials? Yeah, you could follow our network that we record on, the Benchwarmer Podcast Network, at BenchwarmerNet on Twitter. You can follow this show specifically at PodRideThePine on Twitter and at Pod underscore Ride the Pine on Instagram. We are now on YouTube. Uh, be sure to go out, like our page, watch our videos if you want to see what we actually look like instead of just hearing our annoying voices. Um, 
interact with us on there. Send some likes over. Leave some comments if you want. Uh, you can follow our sister podcast at Put Me In Coach Pod. They there's a small rumor that they are going to make a return. We could really hope so. And you know, go like, subscribe, leave some comments on things. We'll interact with you. If you leave a funny enough comment on Apple, I'll read it while we're on here. For sure, I'll read anything. Fuck this Kenny. stupid app, Kenny. You're back. 